Hey, everybody, it's Lisa Lampanelli from the Losers with a Dream podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This week, we get into a topic that I've wanted to do since the beginning, asking for help. Because as a woman of 60 years old, I have to ask for help more and more. Not, you know, to get up out of a chair yet, which will come someday. I have to ask people for advice on podcasting, social media, anything I don't know, I got to go to people half my age and figure out how to get information. And I found out through my two co-hosts, they're 30-ish and can't ask for help either. So we're going to dissect why we don't feel worthy to ask for help, how to ask for help in a positive way without being needy and crazy and a stalker. And we just get into some funny stories about our kind of lack of of wanting to do so. So listen, enjoy, learn, love it. Bye. Hey, you all know what time it is. It's Lisa Lampanelli and it's time for the Losers with the Dream featuring me and yeah, two other guys, Nick and Bo. I mean, nobody cares. I mean, I'm the star. Are you kidding me? They'd be nothing without me. Losers with the Dream. You're listening. So who's the actual loser? Now sit back and enjoy Losers with the Dream. Or don't enjoy it. Or don't even sit down. Shut up, burn calories. Hello and welcome to the Losers with the Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big dreams. Dreams. We've given up. Uh, no, we haven't. Oh, no, we're excited. Woo. Yeah, don't say that. We're happy. <laughs> we're here. We're back in black. That's the word I thought. Anyway, (laughs) starting it off. That's it. 50%. We're done there. Anyways, guys, welcome to Loser with a Dream podcast. First and foremost, follow us on Spotify, iTunes. Go leave a five star review on iTunes, please. We love to hear from you guys. You can also follow our YouTube channel. Follow us on TikTok at Losers with a Dream. That's oh, my I just see my peripherals. <laughs> Come on. By the way, I had some blocked content on TikTok. We were talking. Right. I didn't even show Lisa my Lisa was out asshole. there twerking. <laughs> she was twerking, girl. Yeah, it wasn't even that bad. You gotta gay, check it out. Gay guys are showing their hiney holes, and I put like a face on that looks like <laughs> I'm really holes. angry, and they're like, that's violent content. But follow us on TikTok at Losers of a Dream. Losers with a dream. What did I say? Of a dream. Oh, shit. (laughs) Losers of a dream of the whole different thing. She's out. She's fired. Follow me at Nick Scopes on Instagram. Follow her at Lisa Lampanelli. She has a blue check mark because she's a real celebrity and we're just trying our hardest over here. And this is Bo McDowell Comedy. Bo McDowell Comedy. Bo McDowell Comedy. The bow is spelled B-E-A-U. Because you're not French and you're not high. Well, that's not the way it goes. Kind of. He's French. And by the way, just to do one last shameless plug, in a week or so, we are doing two live shows. This is very exciting because we want to experiment what it's like to be a real podcast and be out (laughs) there and see if people respond to a live podcast taping, which, by the way, I know they will because we're going to be so good and so funny and vulnerable. We have a big Q&A. We'll answer everything. They're going to be at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey 
on December 9th, Thursday, 2021, in case you're listening to this way in the future and you're like, when? No, that ship has sailed. You're on episode 400. Too bad. We're millionaires yeah, now. Yeah, we're, already, we're too big for you. We don't play the stress factor. I bought the Bronco. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to be playing uh, the Enormo Dome, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. In Houston, that's where we're going. The I don't know, a black Dome. car with red leather yeah. interior. And Sunday, December 12th, 2021. At the Stress Factory in beautiful downtown Bridgeport, Connecticut, which, by the way, is by safer, the beach. but it's safer than you'd think. Yeah. I love how people still have that old stereotype that it's disgusting. And I have this to say: there's one block that's not disgusting, <laughs> and it's where the Stress Factory happens really? to and be. Really, Ralph and Rich's great restaurant. No, it's a great place. Go Fantastic. to stressfactory.com for tickets. You won't be sorry, and you can meet us and greet us if you're lucky. Get those yeah. tickets now because it's gonna sell. Okay, whenever people say that, it never does. You just cursed our show. I have fear of loss if you listened last episode. So I have to say, Bo, take it back. It's not going to sell out. We're going to be failures. Okay, good, good. I can work with that. I failed before. The room seats 400. We're looking to sell 12 tickets at least. 12 people. Just to break even. We need 12. I don't think that's asking a lot. No. Here's my goal with Comedy Live. As long as the booker doesn't hate us when we leave, yeah. then we're a success. So as yes. long as we break even, and here I'm going to say a fake, fake thing that they won't even, they're not going to even know it's fake. And well, maybe that I just said it, they'll know. <laughs> I was going to say, as long as we get to meet the fans, but you know what? I don't even care. No. Yeah. I'm going to act like I'm excited nothing. to see him. Watch here. Let's let's reenact how it's going to be when a fan yeah, yeah, comes yeah. up. Ready? Okay, I'll come up okay, to you, okay, you be the fan because clearly I'm used to that. Hey, hi, Lisa. Uh, I'm just like such a big fan of the show. And I, you guys were so good tonight. Oh, my God. That means so much to me. Oh, thanks. Bye. Uh, <laughs> and then I run away like the fucking Roadrunner because all I need is you to fucking start sucking my oxygen with 10 hours of conversation. <laughs> oh, oh, I had cancer and I got over it and you made me laugh through the chemo. I don't want to hear it. If you oh had, no, it's happened to me. And then there, I had one clam come up to me, and it actually was meaningful. She was like, this is years ago, and she's in Baltimore, and she goes, um, the, uh, this is the first time that I've laughed since my little five-year-old son died a few years ago. That's like really hard to laugh at. Yeah. Except Possible. years later. <laughs> no, no. I mean, but those things do stick with you. So we do yeah. want to meet you. We'll probably be a little fake, but probably kind of nice. Nah, too. we'll be nice. Well, yeah. you have to be because you're not, you haven't made it yet. I'll always I've be already that way. made it and blown it. I will hug all of you. You will. That's what's so queer I'll about Bo. I'll kiss all of you. Ew. And Bo. Ew. I just want to touch my fans. Okay, oh, don't say that. Hashtag. Because now you're going to scare the women away, but hashtag not the men. me, boo. <laughs> okay, I hate you. What is wrong with you? I know, I know. Don't come to the show. It's going to be stupid. All right, Nick. Wrangle us back. Go ahead. All right, we're going to start with our first segment, one of our favorite segments, the mental health chicken. Now, we do not do scale of one no. to ten. Hell no. We are not boring. No. We're comics. We're artists. We're creative. We're lovers. We're haters. We're everything. Okay. <laughs> I am. God's a woman, and I'm her. You are. You are. By the way, God is not a woman. No. I dude. have it on great authority from the Catholic Church that God guy. is three people: one old guy, a young hot one with good abs, and then the other one. 
The other one, I don't get it, but Nick's father believes in him. He's floating around the spirit. God bless. Who cares? Nick's father's our mascot. Okay. He is. I vote on Nick to go first for this week's mental health check-in. Yes, Am I okay go. with that, Nick? Yeah, you're good with that. Okay. So, my mental health, guys, I feel like we're on a little bit of a roll. We're clicking, right? Everything is coming together. We each know our roles now. We're posting consistently on social media. We're captioning and closed captioning and <laughs> capturing <laughs> the audience. And we're, we're capturing women and okay. everything. Like, what? And uh, so I feel like we are in Step Brothers. We're like prestige worldwide. Oh! Boats and hose. Yeah, boats and hose. Gotta have me some boats and hose. The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa, Santa Maria. Maria. I'll do you in the bottom while I'm drinking Tangria. <laughs> oh. We put liquid paper on a bee and it died. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love that reference, dude. Because yeah, I've got to tell best. you, as a woman who has male taste in movies, that is probably my favorite comedy of all it's time. So good. Yeah, so but good. you know why it's really good, too? It's got so much heart. Yeah, they really yeah. do end up loving each other. Yeah, yeah, and by yeah. the way, prestige world, prestige worldwide is a great idea. <laughs> they deal in black fingerless leather gloves, firearms. It's fucking research great. research and development. Yeah, yeah, and I do love that guy Rob Riggle, who I have yeah, yeah. his phone number in my phone because we met once and I wrangled it out of him. Yeah, he goes pow pow. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let's get Rob Riggle on like a Patreon. For oh us, yeah, as an interview. I love to talk with the Riggs. You know, he used to be like a. Military. Yeah, that guy's yeah. a Two tours in Afghanistan, I believe. Don't worry, I'll get him. That's incredible. Oh, come on, come on. Look at our celebrity people. And he's hilarious. I did yeah. two tours at Pizza Hut. <laughs> Only <get> two? Fat <laughs> <laughs> chain number one. Cut it out, am I right? I'm terrible about myself this week. I was going to strangle himself with a microphone cord. They got wearing black, dude, because my nipples are ripping today. Yeah. But that is a good reference. I'm very happy you're in that kind of mood because we are clicking. We're all clicking along. And clicking gonna, clams. And I am going to actually piggyback onto that okay. and do my mental health check-in because I, okay, last week I was in a semi-dark place and yeah. I blame mostly, if you listen to it, Taylor Swift. Yes. Love her, but I can't watch that video and it's heartbreaking. However, I feel like rejuvenated. I feel like I would wake up last week every day and I don't, I'm not prone to depression, but I would always be like, ah, you know, I give up. I'm not going to go as a guest on any more podcasts. I'm not going to get an audience. I'm not going to go on Instagram live. Fuck it all. But then within 20 minutes, I'd be like, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. So I am like Chumbawamba <laughs> because I get down and I want to be in and I'm going to kick me down. I get back down. Is yes. That, what yes. was it? I fall down. I get knocked, knocked down. down. But and I, I get up again. They're like a bunch of Irish drunks. Yes. You don't have to sing it's like the whole Bo's thing. family. Yeah. yeah. But, dude, isn't it interesting? There's a Buddhist saying about fall down, or and Cardi B also said this in a song, <laughs> but I, I, have, I have on authority the Buddha said it first, which if you fall down seven times, you get up eight. Yes. And I say this. We keep getting up no matter what happens, even with mental health, even with life, even with podcasting and comedy, even if you bomb you, even if we sell 12.3 tickets for the stress factory, who cares? Yeah. We'll be a little sad. 
but then we'll pick it up again. Yeah. So Chumbawamba, thank you for that song. It gets us through all the hard times. That's true. That's true. Do you think those guys made money on that piece of shit? I song? hope so. There's a I lot of them in that group. You got to split. Is it, it up. really? Yeah, but there's a lot of them in that group. It's but like it's a such big... a dumb group. Yeah, it's bad. Remember that era of music, though? Hey, now, Fun. you're an all-star. Get your dad on. Smash Mouth and yeah, Sugar Ray. Right. Yes! yes. Yeah. Everyone had the sun in, in their hair. Frosted Tips, Frosted man. Tips, sun in. Isn't Frosted Tips Nick's name on Grinder? <laughs> <laughs> Last gay reference of the podcast. That's it. We're, we're start 50% Actually max. not true. Yeah. All right. So me and Nick are doing good. How are you doing, bitch? So this week. Uh-oh. I feel Uh-oh, he's looking down. Andy Bernard from the office. Now, if you remember, Andy had a bit of an anger issue. Oh, yes. In one episode, he's getting, he finds out he's getting fired, and he loses it, and he goes, ah! and he just punches the wall next to him. So I feel like Andy Bernard this week because I got a little angry, and I decided to lash out at my friend. Aww. So I, I woke up this morning, and I was just not in the mood. And sometimes that happens, uh, but it just it kept coming. And then I found out that my dear friend Nicholas. Oh, it is someone uh, in this room. Yes. I found out that he canceled a gig in Philly. And I was not, I did not feel like I had uh, been briefed on this matter. And so I lost it. I called him. I go, what was, why would we do that? Why? Why? And a couple and then, of girls. Yeah. And he, and he was like, bleh, bleh. Oh, is that what he said? Is that what he said? Because every time I've caught Nick yelling at him, he doesn't go, Pac Man. I said, then you fucking call him and deal with it. And yeah. then I hung up on him. Angry. He, he was Jim Halpert because he did not. He just hung up the phone. That's right. Yes. And what happened after that, Andy? Andy, well, I got mad and then I had to feel it. And I, uh, I was on my way here and I said, you know what? <laughs> That's the worst. And I got mad for really no reason because he probably did ask me about that, and I probably just forgot because I you are I, that way. Too many drugs, I don't remember things. That's a good excuse for us doing shit up to him and saying, "But you signed off on that, man." Dude, you don't remember? You're only taking ten percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're allowed to fuck your girl, right? Yeah. <laughs> you said you could. You could fuck your girl. Go ahead. I will. Uh, please what? don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. And um. So I did call him and I said, hey, man, what I was really angry about, but I just want to say that I'm we sorry. <laughs> I want to say that I'm sorry. And you were like, no, nah, man, it's okay. I get it. We were both having very bad days today. Yes, we were not. And they, and they collided. It was like a perfect storm. Oh, so yeah. we never no. really, it was a perfect storm today. Yeah, we hardly ever yell at each other. No. And we hardly ever end a phone call angry. It's like they say, don't go to bed angry. And you guys are lovers. Yeah. And it's so cute. And I always count on you being a team. And I was really thinking about that the other day. Because uh, as we did last week, the Fear of Loss episode, I'm like, what if these two chooches have a fight and yeah. it blows up? I mean, certainly no one's listening to this podcast for you guys, <laughs> but I do have somebody. I have to have a couple here to make fun of. Yeah. So I'm like, who would we insert if one of is flew the coop? I personally don't know. So please handle your anger, Bo. Yes. Figure out what you do. Think you realized what you were actually pissed off about? Yes. I, I had a uh, okay. pretty good idea. That's good. That's good. That's yes. progress. And I was like, you know what? Like. I can't get mad at this at that person, so I have to take it out on uh, my friend Nick because he's safe. Wow. 
And that is friendship, though, because the people we feel safe around, then they're safe to... Or then apologize to and not have them go, yeah, fuck you, man. Right. Exactly. So it's not like he's your punching bag and you're that for him, but you at least know you can, as real friends, go, hey, I was having an off day. Yeah. It's like whenever I have like a, a little feeling of animosity towards you, I'm like, all right, well, I'm just taking it on Nick. I would do. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely do that. I wouldn't fuck with me. Because I'm not, I'm not. You're yeah. taking this on. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lose that battle. No way! Yeah, I know no I can way. beat Nick. I know. I know. Can't beat me. Okay. <laughs> I think you're both at, uh, very good adversaries. I think either one of you could win at any time. Just yes. keep it where nobody's that mad that you're gonna quit. No, no, and I, I really wasn't mad at him oh, at all. This is too important to quit. Yes, Even it if is. I hated Bo, I would drag myself here every day. No. <laughs> it's true, because you hear about all these podcasts that the chemistry was working and it was perfect, and then you're like, what happened? Yeah. And Howard Stern always quotes that Beatles song. I think it was the Beatles who said, you take your big break and you broke it in two. So yeah. you don't want to suddenly, because of some misguided anger that isn't even about that person, blow the whole thing up. Right. I mean, exactly. you guys are no Lennon and McCartney. Believe me, you're not even a Ringo. <laughs> but the fact is, if I'm John Lennon over here, you fucking backup band, Nameless. Yeah. Nameless. The nameless. You, Yoko. Yeah. Spike Ringo, Pete keep Best. it together. Pete Best, the drummer that got fired before Ringo. That's right. Versus, yeah. Uh, never even made it. Listen. Yeah. The guy's happier than the rest of us. He's out of this stupid business. Why are we even in this? I don't know. I say we quit. No. Oh, wait. No, we're not supposed to. We haven't hit our, our marks yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We've got to keep, we have got to keep up until all our subscribers have actual mental health. And that is not going to happen for a while. Yes. So, we have to save these people. Yes. I mean, five star ratings. Yeah. That's what we need. That's what we need. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should move on to our topic no, of the day. No, we won't. Oh, yeah, we will. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're not mad anymore. Seriously. No, I'm not mad. No, it's good. We all did it together, guys. What? <laughs> 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 I know. I know. He like bites yeah. out. You I know what he was thinking out. of? Carbs. Yeah. <laughs> we all did it together. Mozzarella. I'm so fat and dumb. Anyways. Uh, we'll be back. What are we talking about today, Nicholas? We're I talking forgot. about asking. The topic is asking for help. Oh, Christ. Which yeah, I, all I have, I'll just give prefaces, my notes, I have, I hate it. <laughs> That's what I have written down. So we're going to, we're going to see how it goes. Yeah. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, Lisa Lampanelli here from Losers with a Dream. As you know, me, Bo, and Nick are losers. We have really big dreams. And one of the people who help us reach our dreams is the good folks at Royal Fox Studio. They specialize in producing podcasts, as you can hear, and they can get your show sounding amazing like ours. I mean, seriously, I sound fucking great. Make sure to check them out at Royal Fox Studio on Instagram and on all social media, where you'll be able to see a list of all the great shows they produce, including the best one ever, Losers with a Mother Effing Dream. Yeah. Hello, welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers, and we have big dreams. And today, our topic yeah. is asking for help. It's so tough to do. It is, man. As yeah. I said before, all I have written down is, I hate it, because it's the worst. Okay? Why do you think you hate it? Man? I don't know. Don't be my therapist. I'm just asking a question. Who do you think you are, <laughs> sir? 
<laughs> but yeah, we're talking. I don't even know how we came to this topic. Do you know? Is it some mental breakdown? Well, I you think had, that. Or? Okay. All right. Well, I think. <laughs> For this this podcast, we have to do a fair amount of asking for help, whether it's, you know, asking other people who know more about social media or know more about asking people uh, to leave a five star review. Yeah. Or people who, you know, uh, to buy tickets or come see us live December 9th and and then the 12th. Yeah. And and also asking like more established uh, comics that are in the game right now to, you know, help us get some. Uh, things moving along, you know, whether it's like having Lisa on the show or talking about the show or whatever, just giving us advice. And it it sucks asking for help because it's basically admitting that you don't know something, which is not fun to do, right? It's always like I hate it because I know for me, I feel like I should be able to fix every problem in my life. And I feel and my ego tells me that I can and um and that there's no, you know, there's nothing I can't will myself through. And I have learned time and time again that that's absolutely not true and that I have to ask for help. Um, otherwise, I, you know, can find myself in some pretty bad spots. So um, the problem that I experience with asking for help is that I really don't do it until I have exhausted every single one of my options, right? Like, I only ask for help once I've literally tried my whole, like, I before I asked for help with drinking, I tried everything I could right. have possibly done. You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Oh, I'm only drinking beer." I <laughs> I had this thing that was like, "I only drink when I um when, when I football, go my only Monday night football." No, only when I go see a band. Ooh. So I saw a lot of bands. I saw a lot of cover bands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was like, "It's like, oh well, it'll be fine as long as I'm only doing it when I'm out." Or you know what I mean? As long as I'm not drinking at home yeah, by myself. High school marching bands too. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that restraining order? Anyways, go ahead. No, but like I came up with all these things because I was like, I don't want to ask for help. Asking for help is too scary. It's too much of an act of humility. Um, you know and. It truly is. It really the humblest thing you can do is go. I don't know what to do, and I need help to get to where I want to go. Yeah, you know, and it's it's not it's not easy. But I remember, you know, as I started to like learn how to ask for help, it got easier to do it in all aspects of my life. Um, I'll give you a quick story. Okay, so when I was first getting sober. I was terrible at life. Um, I you're better now. Like. Listen, it's anyway. it's okay now, but okay. But here's the thing: I I had a really hard time doing like very simple activities because I had a pretty warped brain. Like I I was uh, it's very like uh, emotional, and then I was also very uh, like anxious, and I would have a lot of panic attacks, and it was hard for me to go into places. So my first year of recovery, I had a hard time going into grocery stores because there were too many options and I would get overwhelmed and then I would leave or, you know, I would like, you ever see like a cart with just like a bunch of stuff in it that's just in the middle? That was me. I was like, I would like get to a point and I just go, I probably can't even afford any of this and then I just walk out <laughs> and I would just freak out, you know? I need eight loaves of bread, yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I remember one day being like, okay, you don't know how to grocery shop. You can't grocery shop for yourself. That's the story you're telling yourself. That's the experience you're having right now. So how do I break out of that? Well, I have to ask for help. So I remember I went to Trader Joe's 
and I walked up to one of the ladies that yeah, was working there. You talked about it, yeah. And I said, "Hey, um, I'm new here." <laughs> And I would on, really... I'm new on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm new here, and I would really like some help uh, shopping at at the store. And I would just appreciate it if you could show me around where all the things are. And, um, and, and she was so excited, because I guess she had worked with special needs kids before. And <laughs> she... <laughs> And she walked me around the store to all the being like, Plus, here's everyone that works. there is so nice. They're so sweet. Yeah. And, and, uh, she'd be like, okay, like here are the meats. Here is, you know, the cheese, here's whatever eggs. Um, and she took me all around and she showed me all the different things. And at the end I had a cart full of stuff that was itemized and smart for a week of shopping for, uh, you know, a 25 year old man that needed to eat. You know what I mean? And um, and I remember like leaving there being like, wow, like I felt so good about myself because I was like, you know, I probably couldn't have done that on my own. And I'm just glad that I have that skill now. I know where I can go. And I remember going to that grocery store for like two to three years, <clears throat> like every two weeks and just feeling so like comfortable and like knowing my routine. And I wouldn't have been able to get there if I hadn't asked for help. I would have just always been terrified to do it. I wouldn't have broken through that. And uh, it's a weird thing to like not know how to grocery shop, but you know I think that there's there's a lot of people who don't know how to do a lot of stuff, and you know we find our we find that like we never ask for help because we don't want to look like a novice, we don't want to um, like feel incapable, right? Yeah. We don't want to feel like uh, we're you know worthless and we can't do anything, but. But walking in and, and to somewhere and, and asking for help is so important. I mean, you know, if I hadn't asked for help with my drinking, if I hadn't asked for help with my depression, um, I'd probably still be in those things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it saves it saves your life. Um, and it's a, really a process of going like, I can't fix this. I don't know what to do. And then trying to find somebody who does and sometimes you the first person you ask is uh you know maybe not the best person and they have to get you to somebody else but at the very least you're making that first step yeah i actually did this uh recently uh with a friend of mine who's a financial planner yeah and and that's for me is a big thing like i sat down that like I remember I avoided this for so long. Like it's just, as we know, finances are a pain point for everybody. Yeah. But you know, just because of my dad going bankrupt twice and there's times where I'm like, uh, you know, I don't even want to look, I don't want to look here's, I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants and see how this goes. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's not, it's stupid. It's not a good way to do it. So I asked for help and I have a friend of mine who's helping me with uh, financial planning. She's a financial planner. And it was like after the meeting, I was like, oh, okay, this is all like doable. Yeah. Which I'm sure is how you felt in the grocery store. You're like, right. oh, this is okay. Like for me, it's this giant mountain. Like I won't look at credit card statements, nothing. I don't want right. to see anything. I just want to move on and yeah. oh, I'm just going to keep going. I'll be okay. <laughs> Put my head down. But yeah, that was, um, that's a tough thing for me, man. Asking for help on literally anything. Again, I, I only, my real only note is that I hate it. But also the other note I have is, um, I don't know if you've ever felt this way. People that have been helpful or are helping you without you asking. Yeah. They're just like really 
being nice and like I immediately get skeptical. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh yeah. I'm sure. like, are you gonna hold this over my head later? Mm-hmm. What are you doing this for? Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Yeah. And then I strangle him to death. But no, that's a really big thing, um, especially in like twelve step meetings. Because, you know, people go when there's somebody that's new that walks into one of these meetings, whether it's like a, you know, like an AA or whatever, doesn't matter. Um, they they walk in and, and they're asking for help. And then there's a there's always a guy there who wants to talk to newcomers or there's always you know people there that are trying to help newer people get into the program. And I remember like when they would like walk up to me and they'd be like. Hey man, like, you know, you like, uh, you need like a meeting schedule or you need, you know what I mean? And I would just be like, Oh, oh hold on a second. You know what I mean? Like, have you heard about our Lord and savior? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ? I'd be like, <laughs> it really does bring you back to some early church shit though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It dude. does. It does. Where it's like, wait a second. What do you want? What do you want? How much do I owe you? Dude, What's the, I you know what I mean? That way, when I visit my dad, I visit my father at church cause he plays in the band there a handful of times. Yeah. And I'm like, these people are smiling too much. Yes. It's the almost- glazed over, uh, <laughs> look in the eyes of a, uh, a, a newly born Christian is the most terrifying thing on the planet. They're like this, you're Bobby's yeah. son. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. He talks about you all the time. Uh, they, they are terrifying people. And and she walks away. And my dad goes, she's a clam. <laughs> and that's not to disparage like any religion, but it is to say that like when people feel like they found something and they want to give it to you, um, sometimes the look in their eyes can make you feel pretty unsafe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it is. And I, you know, I I had the experience of first calling a um, a uh, therapist. I was like two years sober, and I hadn't I hadn't gotten up from my bed in about nine days. I was binge watching Sopranos. This was my first run. Now we're talking. Yeah, I was. My, <laughs> this was my first. I approve of this depression. Yeah, yeah, like I was just watching Sopranos, and I was Uber eating like pasta. And just sitting You're there, like, look, I'm totally. and just and just sitting there and eating it, and just being like, oh, I don't feel good. And and uh, <laughs> my why. girlfriend at the time came over, oh boy, and she was like, you gotta you gotta call somebody, like you have to, like I can't help you, you know what I mean? Like your your family can't help you, like you have to like call a professional and go see somebody and talk to somebody. And I finally felt cornered enough where I was like, shit, I. I probably do need to do that. Mm. And I remember calling the guy and to get mentally prepared to even asking for help. I had to say, this guy can't help me with shit. You know what I mean? I had to like already disprove his Got profession. It figured out. Yeah. I'd be like, listen, I'll call him. He doesn't know a lot of stuff, <laughs> but I'll call him. You know what I mean? And that was like my defense mechanism. <laughs> if that's going to make you happy. Yeah, yeah. I'll call him for you. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and I remember babe, I, babe. I called him. And, and he was like, he was like, yep, uh, what's been going on? And I told him what was going on and he was like, yep, you should definitely come in yeah. and we should talk about it. <laughs> and then he ended up telling me to dump the girlfriend. So <laughs> hey! sucks for you, lady. Yeah. <laughs> he knew. Loser. You lost. Yeah. <laughs> no. And <laughs> as we're wearing t-shirts that say loser. You suck. No. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but it was a good thing. It was really positive to like call that therapist and then get in that office and have those sessions that I needed to have at that time. 
Um, but it's hard to it's hard to get there because you really have to. Like I said, for me, I only get there by hitting bottom. I don't get there by like being like, oh, I'm in a little bit of pain, so now I'll like do something. No, it has to be full fledged stage four going down. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's how I mean. That's how I got into therapy. I mean, Jesus, yeah. it was literally over. A little, I think it's been a year. It was last October. Yeah, and Lord knows it should have been in there way before that. But yes, like it took a moment of like just like. I, you know, it was the midst of the pandemic and everything in my job. I was like, I need, this is it. I, right. I need, I need to go. And it's the best, it's the best thing I've done, especially as of lately. Like I'm, I find myself really like sitting back and not even like analyzing my emotions more and being like, what is this? Yeah. Why am I doing this instead of reacting? Right. And, uh, but back to asking for help, I, I had something happen to me. The other night, just someone I've been seeing kind of laid something down on me. They're very open and honest. And I appreciate it. And I was like immediately like, I want to talk to one of my buddies about this, but I don't want to bother them. Yeah. You right. know, I don't want to ask, you know, for help. So I text, I, I felt bad. Usually I text my buddy, uh, Anthony, but he has, I was like, he has a wife and kids. It's nine 30. No. I'm going to leave him alone. So I text my buddy who lives in Portland three hours behind. He's chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and he actually texted me beforehand, something funny. So I was like, Oh, this kind of worked perfectly. And yeah. I was like, you know, I don't know. I know why I'm feeling this way, but so-and-so and we kind of talked it out, but even that was tough as I was doing it. And this is a friend of mine for, I mean, 13 years and we've had some of the deepest conversations ever. And I was like, I don't want to bother him. Yeah. Like, uh, well, again, I got to talk to this guy about another thing with a girl. Like, I feel like I'm being annoying. You yeah. know what I mean? Even though he doesn't think that at all. But it's funny, man, because I'm really used to asking for help now. And I'm like a little bit more open to like having those types of conversations. But I have friends that I grew up with that are like they never even peeled one layer. You know what I mean? So, like, I've had friends that call me, and it's a funny, like, straight guy thing to do. It's not right, but it's a funny straight guy thing to do where, like, they'll call me, and they'll be like, hey, man, listen, I, I'm having a tough time with this thing. I'm not gay, but here's the thing. And then, and then they just keep going. They go, listen, dude, you know I'm not gay, but, like, I'm having a hard time. And I'm like, dude, I never thought you were gay. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're trying to, yeah, yeah they're, they haven't, like you said, they haven't peeled one layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like, I have no problem. We, You and I have zero problem relaying. Right. Recognizing people's emotions, even male or female relationships or not. Right. And then relaying our feelings. But they are just such insecure men where it's like, hey, man, in order for me to even give you like a little bit of vulnerable vulnerability, I have to keep repeating the fact that I'm not into guys, yeah. <laughs> which I think, which I love and I, and I totally understand. And it's yeah. not, it's not the way that I operate now, mm-hmm. but I get it and I love them through it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, man, I listen, you're not, I know you're not gay, but you know, it's okay to have feelings. You know what I mean? And yeah. like going through those conversations. Speaking of operating. We're going to bring on a life surgeon. (laughs) Our friend, mentor, life coach, comedian, Lisa Lampanelli. We will continue to talk about this topic of asking for help. Be right back. Hello, welcome back to the Loser with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big dreams because we're positive and we're happy today. 
Yes, we are. No, that was such a good segment, you guys. Honestly, I rarely compliment you and mean it. I know. Because sometimes I just <laughs> manipulate you yeah. into letting me act badly by telling you, I'm so proud of you. You know, stuff like that. I know I work these two jerks like a puppet. But I'm telling you. I know how to talk you, to her. I was very fucking impressed. He likes impressed a hand inside of him. At this, yeah. I was very impressed at this vulnerability. Uh, First, I want to say one thing that's really funny about calling your friend in Portland. I used to make sure I had friends in almost every time zone so I could so call them. Someone. I literally, my brother and his wife lived in Alaska for a few years after his college. I am telling you, having somebody five hours different where you could call at 3 a.m. if you're in drama yeah. and there it's 10 o'clock, yeah. they're like, happy to hear from you. <laughs> you call some asshole on the East Coast at 3 a.m., they don't like you so much. No, yeah. Although I have a feeling you could call Bo. Yeah, you could call me Because he'd wake up. Nick won't wake up for you, but he'll get up at 5 and call you back. Yeah, well, I have my loud so ringer text so that at I make sure I wake up. Well, you have the loud ringer so all the drunks can call you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, But that is so funny because, dude, I have a friend now in Vancouver fucking love that that's i think yeah. four hours so i keep it in my favorites list and i'm like kelly's pretty fucking cool she gets it <laughs> and she actually does if she was a meaningless twat who lived there yeah it'd be really rough i'd have to make some friends i'd have to move yeah so i'm just saying yeah but, to go befriend some canucks <laughs> yeah there you go so i thought this was great because asking for help the reason this came up for me and i suggested to you i think i've been asking you to do a show on asking for help since the beginning yeah because Every yeah. episode, it just seems to come out that we're sure. all afraid to ask for help. And the fact is, it is so hard. Think about it for a minute. Okay, I'm 60 fucking years old. I don't know how to use TikTok. Yeah. How am I going to find out? Am I actually going to Google it and watch those freaking mental patients dancing around, telling <laughs> them what to press? I go, who can I call for help? But there's this weird... Okay, so asking for help with social media doesn't seem shameful yeah it doesn't i don't judge myself when it's something i have no business knowing right a 60 year old on tiktok you gotta fucking ask for help so i call yeah. my friend gus my friend mikey who makes us funny videos now yeah i'm like okay but what you were alluding to in the beginning about having a podcast the reason a podcast takes off other than good com content is you go as a guest on other people's shows and they, if they like you, that's a stamp of approval and some of their fans follow you. But check this out. There's no 60-year-olds with podcasts that I want to go on their show. Yeah. There's no fucking contemporary. I have to go with hat in hand to 30-year-olds, people half my age, and say, hey, is it okay if I go yeah. on your podcast? I used to be someone. <laughs> and I kind of go, Bo said the greatest thing to me the other day. He goes, I think you sell yourself short because no. you don't remember that these people grew up on watching you, that their parents liked you, so then they liked you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But still, there's something about asking people who, who feel, it almost feels like you're, a failure for asking because you need help from someone young. So I yeah. think that happens with parents. Parents get really mad when their kids start getting them, you know, assisted living facilities and all this uh, fucking life alert pending yeah. because it's this insult that the younger generation actually knows more than you do. Right. So even with social media, things like that, it's like you have to listen to the younger people or you're fucked. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to do this uh, topic because Man, it's weird to approach youngsters. Yeah, I mean, we are pretty cool. so Not really, you know but... Bo I isn't mean... allowed to approach youngsters anymore. 
Per the court. Yes, yes. Well, there are there there's projection involved. Yeah. I did have Candy. a white van. I just wanted to share. Yeah. But all the time, He's it's chasing like the ice cream truck all with we're them. doing is judging ourselves. Yeah. Like the main thing I've been reading about this asking for help just to try to get out of that mode of not asking, and it's like I'm judging. I'm not good enough. I'm judging they never heard of me. I'm judging that they didn't like my comedy. Like I literally, okay, we're hanging out at uh, a comedy club the other night and there's a guy called Akash who by accident I called Akish and they made fun of me, but he's this terrific comic who has a very good podcast and I'm like, oh, I want to go meet him. Yeah. So they said, when I show up, they go, oh, he's taking a nap in the back and I go, oh, don't, don't, don't disturb him. It's okay. And I go, he probably doesn't even know who I am. And he told me after, it's like, I cannot believe you didn't have them wake me up sooner. I was like, oh my God, I'm, of course I'm waking up. It's Lee Lampanelli. I'm going, yeah. oh my God, he knows who I am. Yeah. It just seems really weird and judgy of myself to go, like, it doesn't make my world if everyone heard of me, but I shouldn't put on myself that I'm so unworthy I can't ask to meet someone or ask a favor of them or whatever and that's what i seem to get in my own way with all the time that's true and i think it's really easy to get in your own way with that but i i was also thinking you know that like really successful people especially nowadays are people who seem to just blindly uh believe in themselves and feel comfortable asking for help oh i know and, but uh, who know, does that no i know there's no shame in the there isn't nobody has any shame (laughs) nobody has any shame so really but really i've seen comics that like i didn't you know whatever but i was always like ah they're not that great but then i but i watched them climb really quickly because they just had no shame of being like i am who i am and i'll i'll ask whoever for anything i remember watching seinfeld get off stage one time at gotham and this kid oh. sitting next to me, this comic, and I'm sitting there going like, well, that's cool, but what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go up and talk to him. Right. And Seinfeld gets off stage, and I see this kid get up and jump and run after him. And he's going, hey, stick around, see my set. Hey, man, <gasps> stick around, see my set. And I was watching that going like, oh, how dare you? You know what I mean? Like, but here's how the dare ma- you? But, that's but not that- really asking for help. That's really being obnoxious. But you know what I mean? Like but having that level. there's some fine line in between. Yeah. It's that story I told you guys about Judd Apatow being literally not six feet away from me on a red carpet. And I yeah. didn't have the balls to say a hi, even though he, I'd been in a movie of his. <laughs> so it's like, wait a minute. So you're judging that he doesn't that's remember wild. you from the movie from two years ago. Yeah, yeah. And you're judging that he thinks, wow, you know, um, so-and-so is better than her. Right. I left her in the dust. Yeah. And all I'm doing is judging. Like when someone, this happened this week, someone very famous followed me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He has 2.1 million followers. Yeah. And he just followed me and I, with that, like I do with everybody else, I put, hey man, thanks for the follow. I really enjoy your comedy. So he goes, oh my God, of course, you're one of my heroes. You inspired me to do comedy, blah, blah, blah. And because this is the big point of the story, because I had warmed up on asking other people for help from Gus to Mikey to other lesser known comics than him. Yeah. I said, fuck it, putting out there, Hey man, so you have a podcast. I have one of my own. Can I can I appear on it? Yeah. And he's like, "Fuck yeah, stoked. Let's put in a date." So yes, now it's wrangling him to put in the date. Hopefully right. by this time when this airs, we will have taped it already. Yeah. But the fact is, it wasn't as scary as the first ask. Right. So I think the real moral is, the more you do it, 
appropriately, not like the Sherm who ran after Seinfeld, because that's just inappropriate if it you was, know yeah, Jerry at very... all. It's like, he doesn't want to be fucking hearing from you because no. he has to get in that portion and go down to the cellar. Yeah. You know, he has sets to practice. He's got to try every perfectly written joke on his He's... beautiful yellow notepad yeah, with his goddamn like, like punchlines. <laughs> yeah, and, and his clear barrel big pen. You don't go in Long Island. You go on yeah, the island. You go Nobody? in the city. You Genius. don't go on the city. Stop it. I'm sorry. He's inarguably great comic. Yeah. The fact is, you, so it has to be that thing between uh, I can ask for help and here's the fact not take it personally if I don't get it. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, two days ago, I was on a friend of mine's podcast and it's small just as a guest. I didn't view it though. This is what's funny. The more you take your ego out of it, the less yeah. you're like, I did him a fucking favor. I was like, no, the podcast is good. I see that he has some big stars on it. Yeah. I don't know how he gets them. Yeah. But I was like, okay, cool. Let me go on. And he plays me a clip of a guy who was like gushing about me yeah. and said I inspired him. So I looked this guy up. He has an enormous following. Yeah. I have my head under a rock, so I never heard of him. Yeah. Then I start listening to him. I'm like, this fucking guy's funny. Yeah. And I'm like, Lisa, get up the nerve to get his number and call him. Yeah. And we're taping his podcast tonight. And I'm like, okay. It would have hurt a little. The re fear of rejection would have hurt if he'd have said, oh gosh, I don't have guests. Yeah. It would have hurt no matter what, but it would hurt less than me wondering, should I ask? Should I ask? Yeah. You know, if I didn't reach out to Esther, would I have ever been on Trash Tuesday and we get more followers? No. No. Would I be on The Minimalist? Would I be on, I'm doing a Instagram Live with M from, and that's why we drink later. Right. And it's because he has a huge following. Yeah. And we're friends. If you can't ask a friend for help, you're kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face. We could take whatever result we get. Yeah. And even for like us, it's like asking bigger name comics, like, you know, if, if we can open for them is mm -hmm. kind of tough, you know, like it's really hard. I, I, I sent a few tests texts last week that I was like, well, I feel like kind of gross sending this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause like, I know if it was me, I'd look at it and be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this guy needs, but I, I go, well, you know what? He's seen my act. He knows I'm good. He said that I'm good. He's been nice to me. I've worked with him. I've, you know, helped, whatever. So I'm like, all right, I should probably reach out, you know? And of course, didn't get the response back, but I, I did it. You know what I mean? Right. And like, it, it doesn't, like, it's not always the result. It's sometimes just the practice. Right. And it does get easier and easier and easier. So basically, if I reach out to Chris, Chris Stefano and I try that and it doesn't work, I can't then get scared to reach out to whoever else is Andrew Schultz. Like, I can't be afraid to reach out. Because, I mean, so far, everybody said yes. Right. So I got to gather that evidence, but then also go, yeah, but if he says no, again, last week we talked about fear of loss. If he says no, I can handle the loss. Yes. I'm not going to go in, into intense self-hate. <laughs> yeah. I'll have more self-hate if I don't ask, because all that shows is, guess what? Worthiness issues holding us back again. Yeah. And you not asking those people, hey, can I do a set? Can I open on your show? I mean, you reached out, Nick, to Jessica Curson. Yep. And you said, hey, man, can I do five minutes on the show at Mohegan? She says yes. Yeah. So chances are if people read the thing, they're going to yeah. answer. Might not always be the answer we want. No. But it's the practice of just asking yeah, and just asking. putting yourself out there, man. It's weird, though, when you go, I should be able to do everything myself. I should be able to do this on my own name. I should be able to do everything perfectly. The world doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know what's wild, too? Ask any comic, actor, author, writer. No one 
okay, Louis Ferrando from Caroline's, who's booked that room for years, told me the best thing when I started. He was like, everyone loves talking about themselves and being asked for help and advice. Yeah. Dude, I got asked yesterday if I coach writing and I lied and said yes, just because <laughs> I love to be asked for help yeah. because it feeds my ego and self-esteem. Yeah. And I go, well, I don't know what a script. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, jackpot. Good. I go, let's meet up. I'll read the script and we'll talk. Yeah. We love helping others. You love, despite your bitching about people calling you to three in the morning. Yeah. Don't you love and get a good feeling out of helping other people? Yeah. I feel the most useful. I feel like I have purpose in this world. Um, it also like helping somebody else makes you feel, uh, like you're actually competent at the thing you do. Like, yes. it, like when like a new comic comes to me, he's like, Hey man, like, you know, like, how do you write? And like, how do you do, like, you know what I mean? And then I do go, you just say like, Lisa does it for me, like that kind of thing. And then say, talk to her. I'm, she's over there criticizing Andrew Ginsburg and Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like no, but it does show that, that you have some craft, which is why, by the way, men love when women ask them for help. Yeah, like literally, like my neighbors are always like, "Hey, if you need help, let me know." Sure, I yeah. pick up all those mice, dead mice, by myself, and the dead bird in the trap. Yeah. But you know what? It, it goes well. Maybe it gives them some joy to help because I know, man. Oh my God, it gives me such happiness to help people. And it's community too. Like, yep. you know, like yep. your neighbor coming over and be like, hey, I got a bird in the trap. All right, I'll go take care of it. It's, yeah. It is kind of a nice thing. You do feel connected to your neighbor that way. Well, I was you know? impressed because, you know, as you guys know, I moved into, I bought my parents' house, moved in there. And, uh, you know, it's really in great shape. But of course, Terminix came, they put the mouse traps up. I see one mouse in the glue trap. I say, oh, I can't handle this. I can't pick it up. I'm yeah. sheaved. I'm a city person. So I ask you guys, I go, can you guys pick up this mouse if Terminix can't come out? You're like, sure. I see a second one. The next day I said, Maron, what the fuck? The third one <laughs> is in the trap too. They Now they look like they're spooning and it makes me sad. Three blind mice didn't yeah. see the trap, huh? <laughs> so I said to myself, you know what? Be a man, bitch. Yeah. And get that trash bag. I triple bagged that fucker on my hands. And I, I, I literally, this is me. Yeah. But I throw it in the garbage. I get some satisfaction. But what the great part was, was you said the next day, hey, after the meeting, you still want me to go throw that mouse out? Yeah. So you get joy out of helping. I get the feeling of, oh my God, if I'm really in trouble, I have people who I can count on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very tough to feel like you're 100% alone. And we, by helping and being asked, make people feel less alone. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's such a, it is such a joy to be like, oh yeah, you're, you're struggling with that. All right, man, let me help you out. You know, know what I mean? Like to have a, uh, and the old like, um, like story is always like, uh, you know, like if a, if like uh, somebody's in a hole, right, and they come by, this is a very dumb. No, I love this okay. story. Okay, yes. No, I somebody's love it. It's my favorite. And they're and they're up there. Yeah. They're like, how do I get out? I need help. I need help. And someone yeah. comes by, and they go, climb up, climb up. Like that's that's a friend, but not a real friend. Mm -hmm. um, but a real friend gets in the hole with you and says, "All right, I've been in this hole before. Let's. I'll show you how to get out." And that's so true. But it's then like suppose they both get stuck. 
and then they're idiots, and then I gotta go over there. <laughs> I gotta fucking rent equipment from the construction company. I gotta get a crane to pull these two fat fucks out of a hole. <laughs> Who's right then, Bo, in your fancy AA you shit? You got me. <laughs> but no, you're right. The, time the identify, takes time, dude. But that's literally how you lead yeah. by example, is be like, oh, I've been there, man. It sucks. Yeah. I've been the comic who bombed or the unlikable comic. You know, never that, but you know, yeah. like that. And then you go, I can be in there with you and well, you, you yeah, and you, you learn from my experience. You learn the right people to ask help for right. help from too. Like you know, when I was depressed, uh, I'd be like, yeah, man, I'm really struggling with this with somebody, and then they'd be like, oh, you know, you ever just like drink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what are you so sad about like Ugh. you know like that type of thing and you're like well you know i, I don't know i'm just you know what i mean and you, and you just go like i don't feel like i'm being heard right now so you then you have to go to all right well i need to go to the person who is going to hear me and understand what's happening and, and yes we don't want advice and help unless we ask for it too right like sometimes you just need that safe place to vent or to talk or to be oh, sad the worst, about yeah the good thing about you is you never try to talk people at least me out of what we're feeling like you didn't say oh you shouldn't feel sad about that uh heartbreak ah you shouldn't ah you'll get over it no yeah. that's just so 101 yeah that's friendship 101 right so those are the people who you keep in your favorites list in your phone and go oh I can call and just say fucking today sucks. Yeah. Well, no, I the one thing that I am guilty of is sometimes when people call, I want to help. So then I'll start to like, you know, qualify them and mm -hmm. be like, okay, all right. Well, you know, have you tried this? And then they're kind of like, uh, I don't really want this, you know, and then I have to go, okay, my bad. I, I didn't realize. Right. I just, you know. So it's it's at when they ask for help, we can't push help upon them. No, we can't. We can't. Just so because someone's going through someone something doesn't mean they need help or want it. Right. But I think with me, too, I realize that if I don't ask for help in the areas I don't know anything about, that's a nice little excuse to stay stuck and small. Yeah. And it's to be the clam who don't know how to do social media <laughs> or TikTok or podcast or whatever. Right. So I get to be like the little one who goes, yeah, well, I knew it wouldn't work. Like, I'm too old to do that. Right. So I think worthiness issues come up. We don't ask for help. It keeps us stuck and comfortable and complainers. And then right. you're back where you always were. Yeah. And it's really silly the people who act like I would never go up to Rick and be like, you know, I really feel like, uh, you know, the lighting isn't quite, you know what I mean? Yeah. I allow people to be experts at what they're experts at and just allow me to be what I am too. You know, like what, what is that? Oh, that you are? yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's gotta be nothing worse than being an expert. Cause I know I'm an expert in comedy when some of those open micers that you guys deal with say to me, yeah, you know, I really thought that, uh, so this is what I do. And I'm like, Oh, shut up. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody, you're, you're dumb. Yeah. So can you imagine going up to an audio or video expert micromanaging their fucking skills? No. You hire people or you ask advice of people who are experts. You don't try to talk them into doing it your way and that dumbing it down. Yeah. You can tell them what your vision is. Right. But you can't tell them how to do their job. Okay. So here's Rick. Can you make Bo like 40 pounds less? <laughs> He's saying no, you know, but he, he can add yes. three he more to cameras. Turn the camera off. <laughs> no, and uh, by Cut the way, the feed. I think there was only one fat shame this episode. That's pretty good. Okay, I'm pretty impressed. No, I don't pretty want good. to touch you. Yeah. I don't think that's proper. <laughs> oh my God, he hit me! Can someone help me? Somebody Nick hit me. I'm an abused friend. She deserved it. I kind of was asking for it. <laughs> I think we've learned a lot. Don't judge yourself. 
That's the number one reason people don't ask for help. You judge yourself. I should, 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 should. I should know it. I I should know it at this age or at this degree or whatever. Yeah. Like if you have an advanced degree in medicine, you're still going to have to hire a lawyer when you're sued for malpractice. Yes. You, you're not going to be the guy. No one knows everything. Right. So, I mean, uh, just like get your ego out of the way. Yeah. And it does get easier. You should have your life figured out by now. <laughs> but if you don't, fucking Listen. ask people how to do it. Am I right or am I wrong? You get it, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got you here. We likes you a lot. Yeah, I like when you guys ask for help. That's fun. Yeah. I also have one that friend who every time she calls me, I'm praying it's a crisis because I want to help. Yeah. It's kind of bad. No, yeah. Well, you don't want to be that. I, well, we do want to feel useful. So. It's true. It's true. What am I going to say? I'm but a I'm... needy clam. <laughs> needy clam at AOL.com. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I, I love, love us. us. Like, subscribe. Yeah, listen, subscribe. Losers with a dream. What else do we do? TikTok, TikTok. Suck my cock on the way down. Losersfactory.com. Yeah, how's yes. your whole family? How's your whole? <laughs> oh Thank you. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Losers with a Dream. We'll see you next week when you got more time to kill fucking hate these guys.